G'day everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Battleforge Gaming Podcast. Six point one. Six point one. Uh, I'm background Mike. I've got BFG Justin with me. How we doing, guys? And we've been chatting with Brush, our our very first international guest, joining us all the way from the Netherlands. Yep. And that's uh, that's Brush Looker. Welcome, Brush. Oh, yeah, he's sitting here. He's sitting right there. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, guys. <laughs> that's all right, man. That's all right. So we've, uh, we've yeah. worked out some some technical difficulties, I think. Hopefully, everyone's hung around uh, with fun. The attention span of people on social media, yeah. we could have just lost the entirety of the chat. Yeah, there's no one now. <laughs> it's just us three. Yep. <laughs> nah, man, it's all, all, all the cool people still hanging around. I know one thing for a fact is that Tiny is just sitting behind his PC with oh, a nice heart. Mate, Tiny, oh, no. I'll, I'll be getting, there'll be messages on my Instagram from Tiny just yeah. absolutely bagging me out. Yeah. Yeah. CRX will be in the mix as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the, all the regulars. I'm an easy target. I'm an easy target. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, uh, all the cool kids. So. Now that we're now that we're up and running, yeah. How's everyone doing? Justin, you good? About two minutes ago, I wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> I was sweating. I was. Sweating. You were sweating. How do you, how do you think I was feeling? <laughs> Hunched over the laptop. No, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So I've been obviously doing my regular TikTok lives and trying to somehow work out the algorithm over on that place. It's still still confusing me. Last night was okay. But uh, I recently- I feel, I feel you, man. Tech's hard. Technology's hard, man. TikTok. TikTok, bro. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I fin- I finished painting the tutorial, Ultimate Guide for my Death Watch, and I'll be finishing the editing and audio stuff tomorrow, and I'll be passing that on to you. Apart from that, that's, that's sort of all I've been doing is just the TikTok lives and finishing that tutorial. Awesome. But- You've been coming into work telling me that you've been painting. Yeah. Your Warlock. Yes. Which for me is super exciting because for a long time you were doing Battleforge gaming stuff, but you weren't doing a lot of painting. Warhammer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Warlock is Necromunda, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Necromunda. Nice. So that's kind of my little focus at the moment just because I don't have that brush control that that's developed over hours and hours of painting. Yeah. Uh, so at the moment, I'm using them as like my precursor to hopefully rolling into uh, 40K and a bigger force of 40K. So I'm hoping to get like five to 10 Orlock painted and that'll be my warm up per se. Yep. And then start on my Warhammer 40K project, which is uh, Admech. Admech. Yeah, I want to see Stilt Boys. Yeah, well, I tried to get Stilt, Stilt Boys today. I tried to get the the new codex. Oh, it's in delayed. But I don't know if it's delayed. delayed across Australia right now. But yeah, the Admech and the Necron stuff has been postponed momentarily. I think. Which I mean, we're all the way down the other side of the world, so it's always hard. It's always hard. Yeah, it's also classic GW from the past two years, basically. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the lion was delayed like two weeks, wasn't he? And then Something sold like. out yeah. as well. Oh, scalpers, 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 <laughs> yeah. models so hard. There's been some crazy stories from that. Yeah. And Brush, you've been, uh, you've been keeping busy, no doubt. A lot of stuff at the same time, trying to close off the year, basically finishing up commissions, uh, working on a Christmas project, something that I cooked up with uh, Christmas squigs and 
Is that is that the reindeer called? squig? Yeah, man. I've seen I've yeah. seen pics of that. It looks hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I finished up the second one and the little goblin. The other two from the set went to Noxit. Noxit Void. Oh, you uh, guys split a box, did you? Yeah. At first, I thought I'd do all like all the models in the set, but uh, then I discovered that it wasn't three, but I think it's four of the bigger squigs and one goblin. Yeah. Uh, in that box, and I was like, "Yeah, I ain't doing that." So this is, um, this is your own personal project. Uh, yeah, it's a kind of a Christmas idea that I had. I like the red gobo, uh, and usually I don't. I, I've never done anything with Christmas in my life, as I've been brought up with a uh, uh, Islamic father. So in our household, we didn't like celebrate Christmas, right? So and then I was like, "You see those uh, squigs, and the red gobo, and orcs are always like the." humored tone within the 40k universe of death and destruction and stuff like that so i thought hey why not try some basic sculpting yep so uh i went with that finished up the death watch diorama that i started this year oh that's right was that a commission yeah yeah uh finally moving towards an end <laughs> finally man you can sense it in your voice it sounds going. like a massive project <laughs> it's starting to drain it's you a little bad. bit no not necessarily drain me but um it was a very uh uh um how do you say this uh, I, I learned a lot from working this project because i worked with resin 3d prints models positioning view like so many different things just trying to tackle them because it's a uh, i think it's a 12.9 by 12.9 by 10 inch diorama got yeah 36 termagants three uh, um, warriors from the eternid line yep corvus black star uh, five terminators plus a customized Death Watch, Watchmaster, and customized Terminator suit. Jesus. <laughs> uh, oh. So, uh, Is it going to uh, be pics of this whole thing completed somewhere? Yeah, I was thinking of doing like the end, end uh, shot, me putting on the final transfer of the Ultramarine on the captain. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, and then zooming out. But uh, uh, honestly, on the edge. <laughs> yeah it would, it would look cool but at this point i'm more like i'm just gonna put it on snap a few pictures get a video and then get it done because yeah. it'll be shipped in january Very that was cool. also like a big challenge but yeah um and other than that practicing on metallic metal no man damn that's uh it's you're a braver man than me. nmm <laughs> i guess my, my big th my big thing is i don't particularly paint models for display so i i don't really have any need or i don't think i've got any need for non-metallic metal but obviously you're doing dioramas and busts and all all of that cool stuff so non-metallic metal would definitely be a benefit to learn that style and you kind of. you took a you went for a class was it last week or the week before yeah correct uh weekend of the 26th of november uh, I visited a, a German uh, uh, painter, Tamar Widerspann, and he um, it was basically a weekend of him and his friends teaching uh, a bunch of us how to do non-metallic metal within 
basically 16 hours. Damn. <laughs> crash course. Uh, yeah, crash course, like for reals. And uh, it was a lot of fun uh, when I was on, on the way there. Basically, it was a four-hour drive, I think. I, I felt confident in just following the steps that he did and when we arrived, stuff like that, you know, get to know each other. And uh, he was doing the example with gray, so basically just metallic, non-metallic metal. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to follow these steps. And as soon as he was done and he told us, like, you could, you guys can do any color you want, I was like, but I like red. <laughs> so I started doing non-metallic metal in red. And uh, two hours in, one of his uh, buddies came by and he was like, oh, you like a challenge, don't you? Red <laughs> non-metallic metal is one of the d most difficult non-metallic metals to do. Why is that? Because like, is, is when you're layering up your colors and getting brighter, it starts to turn pink, yeah, like mixing. Yeah. yeah. It's either pink, yellow, orange. It's very difficult to get all those tones right if you don't necessarily know what you're doing. And at yeah. that moment, I did not know what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's only 16 hours of non-metallic <laughs> metal. Um, that'd be, that'd be uh, very difficult to learn. For those that don't know, Brush, I think, was potentially the second person to come on one of my live streams ever. And I, I still can't believe that you know that. Yeah, you were like, uh, your name was Everguarded. It wasn't Brush. It wasn't Brush. Yeah. Ever. And um, you were chatting about a commission job. Funnily enough, you came in, and I think I was painting the Brutalis, and yeah. not not really having anyone to chat to whatsoever, because there was only a handful of people. And you came in, and you were a super nice dude, and you, you were chatting about your Archeon, and I think you may have been one of the first people I followed as well. Brush is always a good chat. Definitely. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought, I, uh, because I remember to myself, like, I think I was, because you were one of the people, you and then Galloway, mm -hmm. you two were the ones that basically convinced me by watching you guys doing it. I was like, I think I can do this too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it took much convincing. Like I, I got to the thousand followers on TikTok and then went live. And then, yeah, there was only a handful of people early on. I think maybe 12 maximum viewers in my first ever stream. Really you, small crew. Yeah. And, and you were one of them. And then eventually you kept coming back and you're like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this. <laughs> and my convincing was like, yeah, you should do it. <laughs> That's a lot. That's true, <laughs> And then here we are. But um, yeah, it all started with Archeon Commission chat, which was. Forgot about that. Archeon Commission, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. But now now we're collabing and doing a charity. So this might be a good time to start bringing up, I guess, some of. Yeah. If you. Um, I bet. Basically, we'll link it up in the show notes, all the links for the charity. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to run down, Brush, how you, how you came up with the idea of of doing this charity and what the cause is for. That'd be amazing. Um, well, I wanted to do something nice for the world because I think that the hobby brings, uh, not myself, but I think most hobbyists so much um, uh, fulfillment. Uh, and I wanted to look for a way to share that. So talking to a buddy of mine who is big on charities and does a lot of his work with charities, he came up with... Um, uh, Stichting Jarige Job, which is the charity that we're supporting. And he told me that they um, uh, provide packages with cake and decorations and gifts and stuff like that for children that 
whose parents do not have a lot of uh, uh, money to spare, but allows for basically every kid in Holland um, to celebrate their birthday uh, in a way that they deserve, basically. Um, and uh, um, I saw a lot of giveaways online uh, with charities and donations and stuff like that. But I also wanted to honor the artists behind like the miniatures. And a lot of times when you're live streaming, and I don't know if you get this as well, is that um, people want a painted miniature by people they know that paint uh, on stream or on YouTube or whatever. Like, it's amazing to have, but a lot of people tend to underestimate that how much time did you put into the blade guard, Justin? <laughs> um, just just a single blade guard model. Yeah. Uh, oh, the champion. Uh, f- I think it was forty hours. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah forty hours. And, uh, yeah, so forty hours in a model. Yeah. Uh, and then people, when you tell them, like f- from a commission standpoint, like th- that's going to cost you about I don't know this much. People always like jump back. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is something we'll we'll continue on with the charity chat. We'll cover later. Yeah, Yeah. I I actually like to – I don't mind chatting about the commission stuff because, like you said, you get people coming in your live streams and asking about a commission, and then when you give them an idea of how much it's going to cost, they they are a little taken back. They are a little taken back. But we can't – we'll definitely elaborate on that later. We'll we'll continue with the charity because it's – the very, very good charity, and it's <laughs> um, something I do want to chat about probably more than the commission stuff, but we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. So pulling basically those two together and giving people a shot at giving a model painted by somebody that they like yeah. and supporting a charity in that way, it just went rolling with it. And I think uh, it's been like everything's been put up in like four weeks' time. In the first two weeks, I basically didn't get any sleep because I was doing all the graphics and everything in the background. But just having the support of the community and everybody, I think we we're almost at fifteen hundred euros now. Yeah, it's- you might hear my kid in the background. By the way, <laughs> that's, that's bristle. Yeah, a little bristle. Yeah, a little bristle. <laughs> so yeah, it's actually it's raised a, a good a good amount of money, which is absolutely amazing. And I myself, you were chasing me for photos of myself <laughs> and the model and i think i think i took uh probably about a week to get them to you which which was uh pretty pretty lazy on my behalf so uh, undoubtedly those two weeks would have been also delayed by trying to coordinate with uh how, how many artists are taking part nine eight nine artists i think eight i asked and then during the workshop timer joined in as a ninth yeah so it would have definitely made things very difficult. Coordinating nine artists would take take some doing for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm used. To, I'm used to. I've worked one basically like corporate type job dealing with government and stuff like that. Like two weeks of waiting is nothing, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I just like to be punctual. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, we all we all got life happening. So um, yeah, from there on, uh, basically the ideas. Uh, oh yeah, and it basically exploded in my face to a certain extent as well. Uh, don't know if you're updated to that extent. Just give me a second to wait for the kid to stop coughing in the background. That's nah, all good. You can you can continue. It's fine. It's not your your uh, your vocals are. Definitely coming through nice and clean. So, all right. 
but it, it, it basically blew up in my face. We got now artist studio, great grimoire. Uh, they're all doing things like, um, uh, STLs, bits, whatnot. Uh, tooth and coats has also jumped in. That's Duncan so, Rhodes. Is that Duncan Rhodes? Yeah, Duncan Rhodes stuff. Yeah. Wild. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. So, uh, and then th- that's been uh, people from the community. So, Bella Line Minis, who's uh, approached uh, Tooth and Coats, uh, Maddie, who's basically like my background, Maddie, basically. Yes. <laughs> uh, she helped out with getting artists opus in. Great Tide Studios approached us. And she approached Greg Grimoire as well. And then we got Horde Mimic, who's also like a member of the community. Also one of the painters who does 3D printing, who jumped in as well. So I think we have like in value about 400 to 500 euros in giveaways during the show itself. And then people um, getting the minis um, during that same show on the 17th of December. And yeah, just have a bunch of fun together, and then donate that amount of money to the uh, to the charity. It's amazing. So, seventeenth of December is when you're going to. Um, from memory, I've, I've I've glanced over the the, dis, the Discord, and there's going to be a live stream Twitch, basically an event, like a yeah. Uh, was it like eight hours of streaming? Is that what's happening? Eight hours of streaming. Uh, I'll probably just do. See if we can get something going with um, not like a regular paint stream. People can find that any day. I just want to do some fun, so yep. probably throw something your way and a bunch of others. And it would be nice for you guys to be able to make it, but with the time difference, ten-hour time difference, I believe mm-hmm. it's quite insane to get that all. Like, we'll see. I do have. I out. do have a Twitch set up, so. I might be able to Good. pop by for a little bit. We'll, we'll have to work something out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just a bunch of fun. And, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe some painting and commentary from stuff like that. Yeah. So give me, give me one, it'll give me one second. I'm going to, I'm going to go in the background because I think you can hear him loud and clear. Can't you? No, it's fine. It's fine. I was actually going to use this with little bristle in the background. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. Like uh, I wanted to ask you how you managed to juggle being a father, a partner, doing your hobby, as well as everyday life. How how do you manage to find the time to to not only do your commissions but also paint some of your own projects? Because you have a lot of people. I personally have a lot of people come in chat and they're just like, "I'd love to be able to do this, but I don't have time." And I think it's it's more so most people do have the time. It's about managing it. How do you how do you manage it yourself? Um, in the beginning, it was basically sacrificing a lot of sleep <laughs> because little Bristle is two and a half years old now. Yeah. So he was born towards the end of the COVID years. Uh, and in yeah. the beginning, it was basically you're, yeah. bu- you're busy through COVID. Um, <laughs> I I'm hinting, I w- I'm hinting at uh, you know, lockdowns and potentially having not much to do. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, I actually during the COVID times was the times that I was like not busy with painting, right? Same, so I'm saying if you weren't painting. 
and you didn't have much else to do. Oh, <laughs> yeah, with a little break. <laughs> <There we go. coughs> and then there was, yeah. little, and then there was a little bristle. Nine months. All later. of a sudden, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 We did a lot of practicing. But, uh, uh, back then, I think I was. I, just going forward in time a little bit, COVID lockdowns were done and everything basically just a, a normal life started to continue. Uh, I was working at a game store, trying to combine that with the commissions as I kind of give, had given up on getting the commissions commission projects going to such an extent that it actually gained me something. I just and as, a, as an example, I've painted a full... 2000 point goblin spider army for age of sigmar for i think back in the day 250 euros damn wow uh someone, which someone, uh someone which, got a bargain goddamn bro it traumatized me for life <laughs> anything smaller than the top of your like pinky so is basically like if, gets if, me twitching if you don't mind me asking just a rough estimate that army painted now by brush liquor the uh the, the the twitch influencer <laughs> how, how, how much would how much do you think that would set someone back uh doing it to the extent that i would want to paint like my own standard of painting yep. uh, as a commission artist it would it would run into the thousands there we of go. euros there we go so yeah uh, uh, the, who's the does that lucky person still chat to you the person that so, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. He's a good friend of mine. He supports me in other ways yeah, too well. So. He has to now. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bargain on an army. Yeah. Um, so I started that job at a friendly local gaming store. Uh, and when I started that, I also got an email from an American at random who found me through Google ask me if I could do a commission of five Terminators for Death Watch. I remember reading the email and being like, this is so fucking random. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, right. This that, is so effing random. That is random though. Like, so where, where would have he found your details to be able to send you a commission? Like, were you brush licking, liquor, the commission painter at the time or ever guarded the commission painter? No, brush liquor, the commission painter. And with a friend of mine, we had some, um, and started doing a, a little bit of SEO, uh, which is search, search engine optimization. Yeah. And I, I think if I recall correctly, he found me through uh, custom Warhammer project. I think the actual search uh, combination of words was, and uh, that turned out like to be the, the, the big Death Watch commission because it started off with five Terminators and basically kept adding to that and... Uh, that's also when I discovered for myself to, that a certain type of um, commission work uh, I enjoyed. But in order of like, how do you balance all those things is honestly just because I'm the most chaotic person you'll know in your life. I have no organization <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, it's basically making time whenever you can. So I, I stopped gaming, like video gaming in February. And I used to game at least like three hours minimum because yeah. I used to play Escape from Tarkov, which demanded a lot of attention. Uh, 
basically started focusing on the commission work, TikTok started to pop off a little bit because that just like out of nowhere actually worked. At least on my end, there was no thought behind it. It was just like, hey, I'm doing this commission. Might as well stream it. Saw you and Galloway do it. Uh, Also, that helped me to focus and force myself on painting. Those dedicated hours that I wanted to stream on a schedule where where people were counting on me to be online to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. Totally feel that. Um, And uh, uh, it has reinvigorated my fun of painting because I get to paint with other people. But also... Uh, just making the time to paint with a goal in mind helps the painting in and of itself. For me, at least. Don't yep. know how, how that is for you, but... Well, I, I, I personally, like you, I feel like it's not so much that people rely on me on the live streams, but I like committing to something and... Um, people knowing that I'm there, which which has helped on TikTok because sometimes notifications yeah. don't work, and I'm <laughs> and I'm. Well, it was, <laughs> let's not even get started with that. I've nearly got <laughs> I've nearly got thirteen thousand followers, and sometimes I have thirteen people in stream, so <laughs> it can be a little bit frustrating. But being being consistent with it, always starting at the same time, so people know you're there has has helped me, and I feel like. Um. Yeah, I just help. I, I've just I can just help people by being online at the same time every yeah. day, and it, it motivates me. Motivating other people motivates me to hobby more. So it's um, it, it give it gives me three hours of paint time a day, and it's yeah. it's not even like questioned. It's not something I struggle with. There's times when I come home from work and I'm like, oh, tonight's going to be a little bit rough streaming, but as soon as I get going, I'm fine. You get people in chat, Tiny comes in chat, says, G'day, Dad. <laughs> and then <laughs> and it goes from there. And you're off. And it goes from there. And then and then we've got three hours of painting. These people down, even though it's probably a perceived a perceived like emotional response, but yeah, I've definitely seen the commitment from Justin. Like he he will do a twelve hour day and he's like, Yep, streaming tonight, gotta do it. Yeah. Well, my my thing is uh, and it's not always based on this, but people, the the podcast gear that we use is 100% funded by our community. Well, so cool, there, was, there, was, there, was a, there was a small amount that I put in uh, mm-hmm. initially, but this is all, the reason The reason we're doing this and the reason we're here now is because of the BFG community. The reason we're able to do this, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's fantastic. So like they support us and the more I do, the more they support me and it's just a snowball effect, which is just the best feeling ever honestly it is which is why i'm yeah. ho- like eventually it's going to be a full-time job it will be but that's that's something we're all working for i mean just looking at you and self i feel like and coming back to that accountability thing is i don't think you can do this if you don't feel like you're responsible because I have the same thing. I want to take care of people and I want to share the hobby of love. And the best way to do that for me at this moment is by streaming and live streaming yeah. and entertaining people and explaining to people what I'm doing. And, uh, and I, I in no way feel special whatsoever because I know, I know painters way better than me or that, uh, for example, you, 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 um, 
you mastered a certain style of painting that I probably could get down, but I do not feel like it fits me, for example. Yeah. So I, I send people your way whenever they have questions about like edge highlighting and heavy metal style type of painting. But um, uh, and, and I do this with a lot of people, but I, I, I also feel like that is part of my responsibility of trying to cater to questions of people that I cannot answer myself. It's, I feel responsible for creating that entry for other people into a hobby that has given me so much uh, joy and friendships as well. Like I'm, I'm on a podcast now with two Australian guys that I would have never met yeah, if I yeah. wasn't in the hobby. Yeah. It's such an insane thing. If I think about that, it's such as such an insanely stupid thing, yeah. but it's so much fun. And this is, a, this is only f- from what? Nine months. This is nine months. Yeah. It's crazy. And applying yourself and feeling accountable that if you are not online, like yesterday, Bristol was ill and I couldn't stream. I have felt restless the entire day because I had one, I had a sick kid to take care of. Uh, which I which I I do with all the love, but then on the other hand, I like my my digital kids. I had to let down, yeah, because I I I only have I only have one me, <laughs> and uh, that is something like a struggle within myself that I also have that um, parasocial type of connection that you create. I don't know if you feel this as well, but I always like whenever somebody doesn't show up time in my dreams, I feel the need to send them a message like yo what's up i haven't seen you in like ages are you doing all right yep yep definitely yeah there's um there's there's a bunch of people that you know i converse with mainly over instagram that's um almost an everyday thing so and and fucking tiny in it (laughs) 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 i'm sorry about that (laughs) most of the stuff is tiny just (laughs) making fun of me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he might have some ammo after this podcast oh he's been loaded for months <laughs> do you remember that time the start of the podcast didn't work and you were sitting there chatting by <laughs> yeah i remember good filler content justin <laughs> filled all of 45 seconds <laughs> no, but coming back to your question in that regard it's basically just do it and that's also something, a piece of advice that I give a lot of people is just start with half an hour a day. Exactly. And at one point, at one point, you will catch yourself looking at the time being like, it's 10 in the PM now. Let me just finish this and I'll go to bed. And then all of a sudden it's 4 AM in the morning and you're like, fuck me. I got this model done. Yeah. And then when you, <laughs> when you got the model done and you look at the time and you're like, I really need to go to bed. I need to wake up in two hours for work. Yeah, yeah. I still, I, st- I still to this day do the same thing. If I'm really close to finishing model and I say there's like an hour left after stream, I'll, I'll be like, I can't sleep tonight knowing that, <laughs> knowing that this thing's an hour off. And then me being bad with my time sometimes, it's not an hour off. It's like three hours. And then, yeah. Like you said, I'm finishing at 2 a.m. and I've got to get up at 7 a.m. for work. I think that's such a great part for people that are struggling to get started. And I, I know we touched on it in episode three with Alex. You find you're like, oh, I'll just sit down for half an hour. But eventually that half an hour becomes an hour, becomes an hour and a half and so on. And you're really starting to to eat away at your projects and, and get some stuff done. Yeah, or unlike being the, the, the chaotic man himself is 
uh, I'm a bit more structured with my type of stuff. So, and I'm very lucky because I'm on the opposite end of the scale to brush where my commitments are very minimal in terms of my time commitment. So I can put a ton of time into hobby. So for me, it's very easy to just be like, I'm just, I'm just going to do like, this is before streaming. It was like, I'm just going to do two hours a night. And, and I was able to do it. And that I've, I've, I've got a pretty good hyper focus when it comes to painting models. So committing time's never been an issue for me, but I think it is more finding what works for you. Brushes is chaotic and he found what worked for him. I'm structured. I found what worked for me, but it does, it does initially just start with putting paint on your model for a little bit of time. So this is a question for you as well, Brush. Do you think you paint more now that you have the extra commitment of streaming or would you say you had more, more time prior to streaming? No, de- definitely I've been painting more since I've been streaming because like the chaotic nature that I have. It, uh, back in the day, booting up a game and just playing for three hours <laughs> of, of Tarkov or whatever, it just was so easy. But now I actually have eyes looking over my shoulder, people that <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a self-induced control measure make sure that I get all the painting in that I need to get in, but don't necessarily know that I want to get in as well. Uh, due to all the chaos, like having a two and a half year, organize all the stuff in the world the way you want, but uh, he does not abide by that, <laughs> to be honest. So uh, 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 the only thing that helps me in this regard is that I employer that demands of me that I show up on time and you know I have a large part of the day other than doing like house chores because I'm basically the uh, wife of the house in this case so I try to catch up on a lot of stuff while uh, while um, my partner is at work uh, and when bristles at uh, daycare but doing the streaming I catch myself like I do four hour streams a day but I catch myself more often than not wanting to continue and forcing myself to stop because I have other things to do as well. Yeah. At this point, that's where I am at now. I've, I've found often the the hardest thing is picking up the brush and starting because mm-hmm. I, not that I force myself to do my ultimate guides, but it can be, it's a lot of work, right? It's committing anywhere between 40 and 60 hours to to painting a model and editing the the video and doing the voiceovers. So it can be a little bit intimidating for me and it takes a lot of setup for me to actually start. But once I start, it's very, very hard to stop, like you said. Yeah. Like it's very hard for me to put that model down. Last week I did uh, on Sunday alone 15 hours of painting, including, <laughs> yeah, including paint stream. I was, my, my back hated me. Um, after stream and I needed a break, but that, that was simply cause I had everything set up and I just, I just hit go on, on painting that, that death watch model. And I just could not put it down. Couldn't put it down. Just a chill 15 hours on Sunday. It was, it was crazy, dude. It was crazy. And I had like 50, I had 15 minute break between the tutorial and stream. <laughs> so 
Yeah, so getting into that, getting into that flow zone is for me is when uh, painting. So uh, I, I love I love the streaming, the interacting with the people. It's just it's there's nothing like it for me at least. But sometimes, like last night, I was doing some green stuffing, and I was on Discord, and I enjoyed the company. But I was just quiet, doing my own thing, and just needing away and that vision coming to life that idea that i had in my head uh, and knowing that the more time i put in the faster i get there yeah and not necessarily like putting like trying to get it done as fast as possible but knowing that with every step every little brush stroke my 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 vision comes to life that it, oh man it's like fuck, it's like drugs uh, i i can tell you that much yeah I got, I got the same, like, I still play a little bit of video games and there'll be times where I'll be like, oh, I'll just play for one hour. And if I play for three hours, I get off and I'm like, man, I could have just, <laughs> I, could have, I could have been that much closer to finishing my army. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's two hours that I've, I was going to allocate to painting that I spent on video gaming, playing some Elden Ring and I... And I could have just done two more hours work on my Blood Angels and got it even closer. Do you, so, do you feel guilty? A little bit. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you so good, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I feel you so good. Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll move on to chatting about commissions. What about hold on? What about you, Mike? Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. What about you? How do you, because you've got a lot of, you do a lot of housework, like you're doing some renovations at your place, doing a patio and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So we normally work an eight hour day. Very rarely do we do overtime and you go home and do heaps of work around your house as well as doing the editing for the, for the YouTube videos. So you do, for people that don't know, Mike does all the cool, um, I guess clickbait thumbnails, which I think are absolutely <laughs> like you got to. Well, here's the thing: you got to make them appealing, right? If you're on social media, still yeah. waiting for that shirtless you, you pic, mate, for the next thumbnail. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> um, you got you, Roar. <laughs> you need to have a thumbnail people are going to click on. And this is um, this is more a social media chat. This is it, if you create some good quality content and you can put out a good amount of content, that's fantastic. But at the same time, you need something that's going to draw someone to click on your social media stuff. So that's what you do. You do like those fantastic thumbnails for the ultimate guides and you do the overlays for the for the tutorials now too, the most recent ones. You put the like paint overlays yeah, on the paint there. overlays, yeah. And you've been clipping. I should I'm, – I'm basically saying what Mike does when he could explain what he's been doing. He clips <laughs> – yeah. Like, I'm just listening. I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. Well, you, it sounds like you're doing a lot. You clip down all of our podcast videos too and make little snippets of them. Yes. Most recently we've had one that's that's got a lot of uh, attraction in, in the community as well. Yes. How do you, I guess Brush was saying, how do you find time? Because you're busy with BFG stuff and house stuff and work and now you've started picking up the brush. How have you made that time? Yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of split between the both of you in the sense that I'm not as structured as you are with having that every single night, that same stream time. But I'm not quite as chaotic as what brush sounds. 
<laughs> so I'm kind of a little bit in the middle, but I think with me, it's kind of helpful because I've got my my editing set up with my laptop and my screens for doing all the um, background mic things. And then right next to that is actually a, a cutting mat with my little my little box of my my hobby go box essentially. Yeah. Um, which has got all the paints I need for my current project, all my brushes, and it's got a little mini wet palette. And I, I literally, as soon as I'm done or need a break from staring at the screen, I kind of just pivot to the right and there's everything there. And it's it's basically like I find it the same as what you guys are saying. If I if I if I turn slightly to the right and pick up a brush. I'm I'm good to go for like I I just get into it and I just go for an hour or something like that. But the difficult part is picking the brush up. The hardest part is pivoting yeah. to the right and, and actually doing it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's been easier lately. Uh I think because I'm just I'm really it's actually I think the podcast for me personally has helped the most like speaking to all these different hobbyists. Yeah. And and hearing their motivation and hearing their passion for it. This really, is, you've you've created a you've created an Instagram and a TikTok, so you're chatting directly with hobbyists now. Yes, yeah, through the through the Battleforge Gaming podcast, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Facebook. So that's that's me running those at the moment. So that's 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 that helped motivate you. Yeah, that and and sitting in this chair, like speaking to Brush, <laughs> speaking to I mean uh, pot, Potty Saturdays. We yeah, get excited. Yeah, we get excited. The, we start the podcast talking, week. We're like Fridays. Mike and I come to work. We're like yeah. tomorrow's podcast day. Podcast day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really that's really um that's that's infectious. That that passion has been infectious to me, and and I want to get some projects. I want to get some models finished. I want to be I want to be putting them up on wherever I put them up. <laughs> I want to show my partner, you know, I want to, I want to be like, have these finished models. And I think get over that first couple of hurdles and know that I can paint, I think is a big thing. How long, how long have you been painting? Uh, only really maybe a couple of months back into it now. When I, when I first met Justin, I, I started doing like an AdMech test model um, and spent a couple hours on that. And then now I'm painting Orlock for Necromunda and I've put a few more hours into that now. So yeah, only, only months really, if, if that, so yeah. And, uh, and this might be a little bit of a, a, a conscious question, but, but do you, do you have the feeling that being around, uh, uh, uh Justin, and uh, I bet there's a bunch of other good painters within your friends group as well. Do you have the feeling that you've been taking uh, like major steps within the growth of your painting? This might also be a question for Justin because he's more experienced, but do you have the feeling that sometimes when you look at Instagrams of people and you're like, but I did better than you. <laughs> Even though you've been painting for five years, I've only been doing this for a few months. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, 100%. I think I'm fortunate in the sense that I can skip a lot of those lessons that aren't really obvious. The self-taught lessons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the self-taught lessons that you only really learn from making mistakes. Yeah. 
So uh, I definitely remember on my first model, there was all these, oh, of course, moments like light bulb moments when Justin's just pointing stuff out. It's just so casual to him. Like even things as simple as thinning your pain or uh, having a wet palette in Australia is so, so handy to having that paint workable for that much longer. Um, yeah, I definitely think I've, I've skipped a lot of, a lot of hard lessons just by being around these sort of people and, and to an extent the way social media is now, you know, you can jump on TikTok and or Twitch and watch Justin or you paint live. And if I'm, if I'm stuck, I can just be like, Hey, how do you, how do you get that second edge highlight so sharp on your leathers? It's literal direct contact to the hobbyist getting an answer there and then, which, which you can still get on Instagram to an extent. We, uh, we spoke, uh, with this, with Kieran, who was like, most hobbyists are going to be extremely helpful as long as you are polite to them. So, like, if you've got any questions, whether it's myself or Brush or most people in the community, you just need to – you could try direct messaging them. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But just be polite if you've got any questions. And most of the time, people in the hobby will want to help you out. Don't be like the guy that stole my tutorials. <laughs> That was what? <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll chat about it. We'll just do a quick one. A guy used, <laughs> used some of my tutorials, didn't pay credit. It wasn't just me. He used some other guys' tutorials as well. He used Mavericks and I think he may have had a Galloway one too from memory or Toveron or I can't, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. But instead of crediting artists, he chose to um, – treat it as if he was the one that did the tutorials. Yeah, play them off as his own. Whereas if he had approached the artist and simply messaged them and be like, hey, man, I really like your tutorial. Would you mind if I put it on my profile and credit you? And he would still have the tutorials on his profile. So Totally. So How long was this ago? Uh, just recently. We actually had the my Discord sort of went on a little bit of a crusade, <laughs> as it were. And just, really? Yeah, yeah. And, and we're... Um, Majority of comments were were um, simple, polite comments of you should be crediting the artists with their work. Some of the ones were less polite. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's now a thing of the past. Well, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. But, yeah, if it, I think it's very simple. I agree. I agree, though. Yeah. yeah you just, send them a message. You just need to send a message and, and most people will most people will reply. I think – there's, there might there might be a bit of a stigma over direct messaging like this person's like a hotshot painter why would they respond to my comment but you they're both just, you just said a, it they're just a person yeah Karen said it I'm sure brush is the same I reply to absolutely everyone that sends me a message everyone sometimes it might take them a week to respond true with, uh, true if you want, if you want <laughs> if you're wanting if you're wanting a picture of my face <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's um, uh, and I, I think I, I think this is for everybody. Uh, like a lot of the big painters, it's there's this air of magic when people have like more than a thousand followers, social media, or whatever that they're unapproachable or unreachable. Um, I can't speak for other people, but uh, as you said as well, Justin. Most of the times I reply, and if I have the time, for instance, on Twitch or whatever, I'll just do a live tutorial on 
whatever question you have and be able to tackle it as well. I think you've done it as well in your live streams. It's just, you know, yeah. passionate hobbyists trying to get other guys addicted to sniffing sprue uh, uh, scrapings and whatever. Uh, yeah. Just get get into the ho- The more players there are, the more painters there are, the more fun there is, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, love abs- I, I love inspiring people to to want to do hobby and improve their hobby and yeah. then in turn those people then inspire other people so it's not just like exactly that firsthand we, we've had instances of tiny messaging me and being like hey my bro wants to paint like me now and it's just like that's i'm i'm not even having to inspire his bro you, the, <laughs> the people are doing it now it's it's so cool secondhand inspiration yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so good secondhand inspiration <laughs> Man, i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> no, it's really, really good. Yeah, every, everything that you guys are doing across social media is just so positive for the hobby and you, like you, you guys are obviously feeling the love for it as well, which is, which is amazing. Before I forget because I've been trying to, I've, I've been trying to word this properly <laughs> and I, I nearly forgot. So I, I have, I've often weighed up the idea of doing some paint classes, which is uh, I guess a, a difficult thing to set up, but it's something I'd like to do. And I've found that being able to help people over stream is fantastic, but it does have limitations. And I've had multiple housemates at any one time. Lockie, for instance, is one of them. And another one was Will. And I basically gave Will a crash course in heavy metal and his painting improved in the space of nine months. Like I've never seen anyone improve ever like it was it was crazy he was painting he was still painting very very good it was um base coats and that type of stuff and then he's like i want to teach me how to paint like you paint and i did it in nine months over covid and he basically paints the same as me and it was insane it was insane the the amount yeah, of, his stuff is sick um skill and cleanliness he just picked up just from doing it in person so hopefully we can get to the point sooner rather than later where I can take some paint classes. Well, Brush can probably speak to this a bit as well. Like obviously just recently doing the non-metallic metals course, like Like, how big a leap do you think that gave you? Sitting, uh, I I was talking about this charity um, contributors as well. I think improving with mini painting, uh, Yes, is to a degree muscle memory. Yes, is to a degree understanding how to use a brush. But I think most of all, it is a confidence issue. Namely, if you talk yourself into your, like if you, in your mind's eye, you keep talking yourself down on certain styles or certain techniques that you want to apply and you won't be able to apply. That is the hurdle that is yourself to no, I don't want to like become like hyper philosophical here, but I think no, if you analyze, I agree with you, man. Totally, totally agree. Yep. And that is something that became so clear to me during that work because um, there was Tamar that gave the workshop. There was uh, Sasha, one of his friends and one of his supporters, David, and a bunch of other uh, like absolutely, absolutely stunning painters they do mostly busts but my god can those guys paint and just being there um seeing that and accepting that i was in a room of people that were 
better skilled and higher skilled than me and being able to just ask them like, yo, can you take a look and help me out? Tell me what I'm doing wrong here because I don't feel this is quite correct. It's actually them holding you by the hand and telling you either you're doing good, either you got to do this or you got to do this or look at that. And those small steps in the life is I cannot recommend enough people do workshops for real. I mean, obviously, it doesn't go up for anybody, everybody. There's a certain there. But being able to physically see the model um, is um, like 100% something different than when you see something on a screen. And we actually had that live. One of the ways that Tomer would check if the NMM worked was putting the model on a camera, on a screen for everybody to see. Because taking a 3D object and putting that on a 2D surface changes the, uh, changes the, uh, basically all dimensions and proportions that a 3D object has within 3D. Yeah. Uh, and he jokingly said during the uh, first day you learn painting, second day you learn Photoshop as a joke, but it's basically to a certain extent using a screen to make it 2D is applying to Photoshop to a certain extent because you do not see it is a different view regardless. It is something completely different. Yeah. And it, it and it has actually convinced me to um uh, one follow uh go to his workshops again next year, but also to look at other workshops of other painters to be there physically and being able to see how they approach it, how they put the lines on the model, how they apply the paint, how they, it's, it's, I cannot, uh, I, I've, I've become a believer basically of workshops. Uh, and I, and I think we've spoken about this in the um, beginning of your, uh, or at least like halfway through this year that I think you should do, I, th I think you should do for workshops and not think about it too much. Just dive in there. They're, Australia doesn't really have that big of a, seen i think to an extent that there's like a lot of australian influencers or workshop givers maybe yeah i don't think there is there's a lot of guys in europe that would come to australia and run a workshop but i'd like again they probably there might there might be guys running workshops in australia but uh, i'm unsure of who they are if they're doing it i don't mean to offend them at all <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, yep. my big thing is I'm wanting to, because I've got a full-time job, it's pretty difficult to just straight up do a, a workshop. I'm wanting to try and join workshops with tournaments. So if I, oh, yeah. if I can go to Adelaide Uprising, probably not next year because I won't get my stuff painted, but if I can start traveling Australia and going to tournaments, I'll take off a little bit of extra time and then try and do a workshop at the same time or before it like three days before it i'll get a bunch of people that are from adelaide that want to or south oz that want to do a workshop before a tournament and we'll sit down and we'll paint a bunch of models and then play some warhammer and then rinse and repeat around australia that's the that's the i think that, yeah i think there could be something there just business wise i think it would be smart because a lot of people start stressing before tournaments like i don't get my 
Well, I, I'm not, I'm not going to help them get their models painted quickly. <laughs> we'll help. Get, <laughs> we'll help them get them painted well. <laughs> Quick, not so much. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I can uh, could uh, like digitally. It's all right. I just for myself, it won't work There's because I feel like I need, There's limitations. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and coaching and stuff like that, I think is better digitally because you can pay like full attention to one other person, guide them one on one, ask them questions and stuff like that. But I think a class or a group is doable, but you will miss a certain extent um, uh, to a certain extent, certain aspects that I think you need to be able to experience in real life. But also, again, that's like, it's my opinion, man. <laughs> Let's chat about commission stuff. Commissions. Yeah. Oh, it's always a spicy topic. Always. <laughs> In my experience, which I've done no commission painting, but there's always a little bit of a stigma between what people think a model is worth and what the commission painter is asking for, um, which can make for some awkward interactions. I've had people out I've had I've had people outraged um messaging me saying how can you ask that much for a model? Um which is why I tend to not personally promote my commission work because I just prefer not to have that type of interaction. Um so do you get something similar so client comes to you and is like hey i want x painted magnus i want magnus painted and you come back with a price how how do you deal with people when they don't accept your price it's it's a tricky one because i'm trying to work out how to um to, to work to word what I want to say properly, because some people get offended, and say what I, you want. and I don't think people should get offended if they can't afford a commission painter's price. That's that's the awkward part. If you come back with a price, it's sort of like me wanting to buy a, a car that I can't afford, and I go to, into a showroom. Into, in, in, into, let's, oh, you go into a Ferrari dealership, and they're like, hey, that, "That'll be a million dollars, sir." I'm like, "A million dollars for a car? Toyota's selling a car for thirty to uh, thirty grand." So I, I sort of liken it to that. Um, you shouldn't be offended if someone's giving you a price. If you can't afford it, then that's not the commission painter for you. Get good, scrub. <laughs> <laughs> that's the simplest answer uh, ever. I love it. How, well, yeah, how do you deal with um, interactions when people have that sort of outrage towards your your costing. Here's the thing, right? People don't know. Brush, Brush's followers have um, increased rather quickly over a year. So I would say that if you could get a commission job from him now, it's not going to be the same price as it is in like, say, two years when Brush is a larger influencer. Just putting it out there. And he's doing non-metallic metal. You heard it here first. Growing in it as well, getting better. So you better get it now. Get it cheap. No, no. <laughs> uh, commission painting. When I started, uh, I did the armies. I did uh, actually twice. Once for the goblins. Yeah. Once for the 
think I painted uh, uh, 120 clan rats and 60 plague monks for a commission. You're a pain. Uh, you just enjoy so, torture. Yeah, 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 yeah. You that was basically it. Enjoy torture. Brushes, yeah, in, yeah, brushes yeah. in the BDSM. <laughs> yeah, I have that. Uh, that uh, like when I go to bed, I take a belt and slap myself over the back. Like, <laughs> a couple of lashes. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so I did that. When I, when I had done that, I was like, people cannot be making money this way. This is absolutely disgusting. This is not possible. And then uh, I started to grow as a painter. Left commission painting for what it was. Did some things here and there, but nothing too crazy. Um, then I had a request for a diorama that I took asked way too little for that project, which was a resin pour scene of a, uh, I think it was a Kroxgar type of model on a cliff overlooking a mangrove, which also was a lot of researching. But when I had sent that and showed it to other people, the feedback was always positive. And uh, during all the work that I've been doing over this past year, uh, at one point, I basically said to myself, okay, what would be minimum wage in Holland? Yeah. An hour. What would I need in order to pay myself, to pay my insurances, to pay my um, uh, supplies, to pay for uh, basically like housing the company? And what is my like long-term goal down the line. Uh, I basically put a price for myself and that's the price and it is non-negotiable. Yep. And I do tend to scale down hours for people that are new. Uh, and I also um, allow people to pay in installments because I do understand that, that there's basically like two types of commission painting in my mind. There's the army commission painting. Like I want this done within two months because I've got a tournament in three and I need, I don't know, 600 Skitari and two captains done within that time. Sure. That is no longer my type of commission. I would rather paint HQs, leaders, heroes, yeah. stuff like that to a standard that I enjoy and that would make the owner proud of fielding those models or do custom dioramas, which I really, uh, the only trap in there is that time calculation is difficult to do, but I do know to a certain extent that I, uh, I approach the art side of it more than the practical approach of slapping paint on model. Please be done within a month. Yep. <laughs> clicks <laughs> cheap as possible like if people say no to my prices i understand because it is a luxury product to a certain extent right. you, you're basically paying for art yeah so I, I guess i look at i have i've offered commission jobs before they've i've been questioned and i've given people prices i come from a trade background so how i foresee um mini painting is a skilled trade with X amount of years in the trade. Yeah. People tend to look at your model on the tabletop and they're like, oh, that's really cool. This is how much I perceive it's going to be. <laughs> and they don't see the years of you learning 
and the hours of you learning on your own models um, in that model itself. So myself, I've got 12 years of painting and I've got 20 years in sign writing. I would say that arguably I'm equally skilled at both. So I foresee if I'm to charge my pricing that I would just charge the same hourly rate as I get at my normal everyday job, which is not minimum wage. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But that's how I perceive my costing of a commission job because it is really a skilled trade. It's a skilled trade and it's art. It's a combination of two. It's a very unique sort of area. True. And listening to you speak about this, I've convinced myself that it is not to uh, convey that information or lesson on the other. If somebody approaches me, like, I want a commission done by you, and I tell them a price, and they tell me, oh, that is really expensive. I cannot pay for that. It is not my place to educate them on how or what. It's basically, a no is also an answer, and I'll deal with that. I'd rather not succeed to my own volition and trying to like having people pay in installments for example is my way of t tackling that expense yeah totally which is a, on my part a, a uh, piece of uh, trusting the client but up until now i've grown a small group of commissioners that or people that commission paint jobs that do not discuss pricing with me only the terms of their installments and that is something that i was trying to work towards is just have that stream of income that stream of basically good communication and good relationships with people that want stuff commissioned and if somebody commissions a job for me for a model and they tell me it's outrageous or whatever like you know you can just look for someone else it's I, I cannot care any less what you do with your money yeah. i would love to have your business of course and i would love to build a relationship but that is also something that I'm looking for. And that in the beginning, the relationship is not there by not taking my prices seriously. Then we are not meant for one another. Yeah. I think, I think it and might I, be a, yeah. a common like misconception when it comes to approaching uh, commissions that people think, Oh, how, how much could it cost for someone to paint a model for me? But then if you look at the guys that actually do it for a living, they have to do it for. They have to do it. That's their living. Like, how how do you expect them to make a living? Yeah, without discussing because it's probably inappropriate. Without discussing Seed Studios pricing, they're the premier commission painters in the world. I would say, and if you were to get a, a costing of their top items, I think it is a fair amount that they ask. So. I always like to compare my price to theirs because I think my painting is very similar to their top standard. So I cheekily, cheekily, I have um, often said to people if they want a HQ, ask Seed Studios first how much they're going to charge and then and then have a chat to me and then see what you think of my price. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to manage expectations. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Sage. <laughs> uh, I apologise, Sage, for the 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 abundance of um, emails. <laughs> Although they might get some work from because again, they do. They're, they're the top commission painters that are out there right now. Like it's a literal business, like a actual business with with employees working for them. 
to the point where they are looking to expand to the States. And I guess me just explaining they're moving to the States is sort of me trying to smooth over sending <laughs> a bunch of spam emails. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, but that is that is also a part of it. Um, I think, uh, um, like, if you want to grow a business and if you want to, like, put something up. I don't know if you guys ever, like, set something up from start to finish, like a business or either successfully or... I mean, Battle Force is one of yeah, them. Yeah, that's but. what we're trying to do now. <laughs> yeah, No, this is the yeah. first time I personally have tried to do something like this. Entrepreneurial. Yep. What about you, Mike? Uh, I've done a couple of things. Oh, Larry can grip tape. Yeah, I've done some skateboard stuff, done some wakeboard stuff, mainly in the board sports industries. But you'll know then that having a passion for something and building a business out of it is something they're like two different things totally completely totally yeah because you can make you can make a board out of passion for somebody and just doing the work in and of itself and get like i don't know uh, a meal from mcdonald's and a coca-cola as a thank you and you'll be fulfilled for life because you just you've made something yeah case of beers but then when you yeah but then when you have to ask like okay uh, you want a board from my end, they'll cost you 1250 euros or Australian dollars or whatever. And having somebody like absolutely like aghast at the price, it's like, yeah, what I'm putting in the hours, I'm putting in the skill, I'm putting in everything. It's like, what the hell did you think? What, what did you think? If you ask people to build you a house, you can't haggle about the prices. Well, you can't to, an, to a certain extent, but I, a well-educated group of construction workers will know their value. This is a point. This is a point I love to make on my streams. If an electrician comes to your house and wires up some power points in your house, or wires up your lights, or your fan, or a mechanic works on your car, they give you a price. You just straight up pay that. There's no haggling. Like they're skilled tradesmen. Painting models, miniature painting, commission painting. It's the same thing. It's it's the same thing. And if you yeah. can't, if you can't we, you can't afford that commission painter, can't afford that Sparky because Sparkies will give you a quote. Electricians will give you a quote. You find another electrician. You find another builder. You find another mechanic. I've done it with a mechanic yeah. before. I've done it with getting tires on a car. I didn't like the price for tires on a car. I went to another place to get a different price on the tires. It's the same thing. Yeah. And from and the only the only difference within that is the uh, urgency of the problem with commission painting lies in a different spot. But going to a commission painter expecting high end painting, or to a certain extent high end painting, because I do not feel feel like our skills are unapproachable. You've said it yourself. You had people that you've taught that grew like crazy. But yeah, uh, at first I was a bit afraid of that rejection, that asking, like, I think it was somebody wanted a Blood Bowl team. And I was like, yeah, uh, that will be a minimum of it. If you want that to like a, a high end painting standard uh, and they rejected it at that point, I was like, yeah, but I wouldn't do it for less. Yeah. And then, but that's, that is also the reason that I moved my field of lead generation to the United States as I feel like 
Americans understand, or North Americans in this case, so Canadians as well, understand manual labor and the cost of it much better than a lot of other people's, uh, peoples in the world. In Holland, asking over 100 euros for a singular model, uh, you're fishing in a small pond of possible clients. Let me just put it that way. Maybe even a handful. Dutch are notorious for their greedy and uh, <laughs> very uh, cautious way of spending money. Be, being frugal. You're frugal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, frugal, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and I've had a bunch of Canadian and American that like I, I put down a, an offer for the, the the price, and they'll be like, "Okay, what's your PayPal?" And I'll be like, "Okay, sure, let's go." <laughs> That's the client you want. Yeah, and I respect those people as well. So it is also like with my own type of business, an important aspect of that for me is just keeping in touch with the clients, updating them. Um, if a push line, if, if a, a deadline gets pushed, there's a lot of, for me at least. <laughs> Sorry, that's missing in the background. Is he practicing karate? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> kind of sounds like it, right? Yeah. Um, hold on. Uh, where was I in my thought? Oh, yeah, the thought process. A lot of the business next to what I do is I am available anytime outside of the hours that I sleep. So if somebody sends me a message, I'll reply within the hour like, okay, yeah, sure. Because I also understand that it's online business and it's a lot of things next to that are important. Well, to, you, need to, you need to build that trust, right? Like, you, Yeah, exactly. It's a, a 2023 is a weird time in that um, I guess a lot of – I don't know. I, I feel like your word should mean something in this day and age. So yeah. it's a very similar keeping your your client updated, being like, just so you know, this is where we're at. This is what's happening. The model's, you know, in the works and this is how long it's realistically going to take because it, it could be very easy. I wouldn't say it's easy, but you could, you could potentially do this type of thing and um, – not be trustworthy. So like I'm, I'm a personally like to build trust with the community. That's the, the type of person I am. And it'd be the same with commission painting, building trust with your clients. And then I guess once you've delivered one project, then that, that fulfills that trust and it's, it's easier to do a second job after that. Yeah. Uh, and also just have that, um, uh, like I've learned so much from this year. For example, deadlines are just not my thing. For example, I like to keep the projects malleable as well. So the the project that started off with um, the Death Watch diorama, uh, as I told, it started off with five Terminators, and then through the conversation, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And then at one point, I was like, "Yeah, but we could just do a diorama, for example, and then start sparring with the client." And that's the type of project that I really, really enjoy: is trying to get the vision from another person's mind to a physical representation of what they had in their mind's eye, and making that a reality for them to showcase within their own office or living space or whatever. Yeah. And the, I mean, there's a bunch of people out there that will just do army painting for 
like a Snickers and a bouncy bar, but oh, dude, I got. I, I had one guy message me and was like, "Hey, man, how much to how much to base coat all of the Leviathan box, the new Leviathan box?" I'm like, "I'm not your guy. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Your, I'm not your guy to put down base coats, bro. You can. I'm sure you can find someone else to do that. Two weeks to build them. Oh man, like that, <laughs> it'd still be super expensive. I'm not your guy to do that type of stuff. <laughs> It will also kill you as a person inside doing that. I mean, you've grown to such a degree of skill that it is okay to just tell people to, you know, friendly, uh, in a friendly way, just tell them to fuck off and uh, get somebody to. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's no shame in just acknowledging your skill level and being like humbleness. Yes, of course. It should be a part of who we are because painting is something like. Bike riding, you got to keep it going before you uh, 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 like fall flat. But uh, it's difficult because it is such such an artistic endeavor. It is difficult to balance that line between artistry, business, and dealing with people uh, and and their wishes to a certain extent. Yeah. And it is it, it, yeah, it is difficult, but it not you cannot pay for any and all like items in the world. And the same goes for painting. Sometimes you just, you know either earn more, so you can pay, so you can pay for the commission painter that you want, uh, or just I don't know. I mean, I'm open also, like uh, in general, to like cool projects if it gives me something else in return. Like trading, is I'm a, I'm down for that, for example. But don't expect me to paint the lion to like to the greatest of my abilities uh, in trade for a combat patrol box because I need liquid assets in order to pay for all the responsibilities that I. Have. Yeah, and as you can hear, I have that that two year old shouting all day. He needs to be fed as well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's just the, the realism behind it all. And yeah, your estimation of painting a model, if, if you paint a model within two hours, that's your prerogative and you're free to decide whatever. But if I take a minimum of eight hours to paint something, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, I think it's very easy. as like from the business side of things. I remember when I was first starting some of my other endeavors, like you would just say a price because you wanted to do it. Like, oh man, I can I can make this this for you for this much, and then you go back home, you get the calculator out, you calculate <laughs> the cost of the materials, the time it's taking you, and all these other things, shipping and all that, and you're like, wow, I'm I'm making a huge loss on this. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's the experience of a lot of commission painters early on. Like you would look at a project maybe not knowing how much time it would take or how much effort you need to put in. And like you gotta you gotta pay for the paints. Uh there's there's so much time in building and and all these all these little hidden costs that and I think I think people don't see that. People just see the finished projects on your Instagram and they're like, ah, oh, this guy this guy smashes our models that I like. Yeah, they don't see how the, much they don't see the seventeen hours I spend on a single intercessor for Space Marines. Yeah. Exactly. 
So it was in my catch your life like once or twice, and then at one point see that picture, and their life has basically like you know linearly moved on with a jolt of content here and a jolt of content there, and then all of a sudden they see the model. It it. It's also a process within the process I discovered, for instance, like working on, on that reindeer squake type of deal. I, as I go in my mind, I d discover like new things like, oh, I could add a bag and oh, I could add uh, a little like nose on the front as a, as like a, a red nose reindeer type of deal. Oh, I could give them Christmas hats. Oh, I can give them this and I can give them that and I can, it's malleable. It's all fluid up until. The, the final point where you're where where I and myself for the projects that I do for myself for example uh, when they get solidified I have put everything into there and then I need to start painting or maybe uh, build the rest of the things even and yeah I don't know it's it's what do you want like as a commission as somebody who's going to commission something you're going to want to know what you want as well or be open to input from the commissioner but be able to or uh, be prepared to pay more for what you're getting agreed agreed what's 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 the old saying you want something fast and good it's not going to be cheap you want something what is it uh yeah you can't have all three you can't have all three at once yeah yeah. yeah, you can have something fast and um, not good, and that'll be cheap. <laughs> I can't remember. Someone will. Be That's a good it. saying. That's, yeah, yeah. That's definitely <laughs> not it, though. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that's basically it. And uh, like you said, the commission painting is a hot topic. And I don't necessarily think that is the case, but I do think that developing as a commission painter is something where you basically need to get confident with your own amount of uh, you have to you have to f make mistakes down the road or be willing to ask other commission painters what they're doing because i help other commission i get like messages regularly like how do i determine price how do i determine the time how do i i don't know man half of the time is just putting a wet finger into the air and be like, nah, maybe Southwest Southern wind. I don't know. Something like that. I think it's, uh, I think there's a bit more accurate than that. I think through your experience though, it's a bit more of a guesstimate. Than yeah, anything. Guess, yeah. It's a, it's a guesstimate, but that's from your, that's from your experience doing all this. Every painter will have a different, different background of experience. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's just good to sort of break down that stigma in the community when it comes to, commission prices and stuff like that be, yeah. be open-minded about it understand there's a lot of work involved and yeah. and go if, for it and if you can't if you can't afford it then there's other commission painters out there or ultimately the stuff which we try and promote the most is paint your own stuff yeah yeah you can do it that's right and i think yeah. i think um yeah like you said we're just trying to break that stigma like ask guys for commissions 100 percent just don't take it personally if the price is out of your range. <laughs> out of your range yeah, yeah, if you can't afford it, just, just be like, oh, cool, thanks, man. Yeah. That's it. No worries. Yeah, don't be like, or, don't be like the guy that freaked out and was like, how can you charge that? You don't, you've don't. you even competed in a golden team. And that's the little, yeah, but that, that's but that, little answer I've had. Well, I, but that, Go, go, Brush. Sorry, I apologize. 
the whole like demon golden demon stuff like that it doesn't really matter man there's exquisite painters out there people that are really really good at painting busts and miniatures that don't even compete or even have social media you only know of them through conferences and congresses and all and all Agreed. and they already have their business they already have their stuff they don't need to find you only have a limited amount of time in a year and if it's artistry that's what you're paying for it's it's it blows my mind i've also discovered that the best clients to have aren't necessarily the people that enjoy playing the game yeah yeah they just want a display piece a, a display piece or for instance current client that just wants scenes from the books represented with models uh because he wants to bring them to life that's and painting like I don't know, 10 models for, uh, for, for a tournament or whatever. Like, honestly, there is a certain calculation to be made there, uh, that I believe is, is, uh, accurate. Namely that if you have that much time to play a game or whatever, and this might be like a giant assumption, but you need to have like a very well paying job. And a lot of time to be able to paint your own models and then play the game as well. Because regardless of it, it takes up a lot of time. And I know people in my immediate like circle of friends that have very high paying jobs, but also have like, they, they are available for their jobs 24 seven. So we could be in the middle of a game and he'll be called out. Yeah. And there is a certain calculation to be made there. And I do fairly believe, I, I do genuinely believe that people that enjoy playing the game and uh, know the value of a commission artist, that there's, there's that, 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 that like certain triangle that you said that you only get to. Yep. And uh, yeah. Generally, you can't even get the, the um, fast and good one either. You can't get it. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. <laughs> bit of a unicorn. Bit of a unicorn. That one. Yeah, yeah. I could paint a two thousand point army in. I could paint a two thousand point army probably in five months, but it'd be a full time job, eight hours a day. I don't even think you have a triangle. I don't think fast is part of your fast ain't part of my. No, but that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be it'd be it'd be five it'd be five months of solid painting like a full time job. So, yeah, you just got two lines. I think just two points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> slow but <laughs> but that would be to your standard of correct. level right correct yeah, yeah. i've only got, I've, so only got I've, I've, I've only got one standard and it doesn't it doesn't change yeah what gets better, so people need to better. yeah and people need to understand that if they approach you for a commission that is what they're commissioning they're not commissioning anything else other than that yeah well hopefully i've done a sorry no i was just going to say hopefully people are coming to you like, like any sort of artist, they're coming to you for your style, for your art. They want they want a brush liquor piece in their cabinet. They want a BFG Justin piece in their cabinet. That's that's the hopefully the clients that you guys want to get. Like that's the that's the guys you want to the clients you want. Yep. In due time. Definitely. So, what's in the future for brush? Uh, well, actually, uh, this started off with me having the idea starting out like a hobby shop uh especially uh uh aimed for people that do D and uh, uh tabletop war gaming love it uh, my i've it's i've got a similar goal not so much for D, &D but 
Love the idea of a small little boutique hobby shop. Brush, brush liquor games. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to see, man. Brush liquor. <laughs> I don't know if it actually like would catch in Holland that name. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny, Tiny's actually been translating my name to Dutch and it sentences sometimes when he uh, <laughs> like professes his, uh, his love, but uh, uh, and uh, I've, I've, I've given it more thought of actually doing that, like getting, I, I don't believe in then like the old style of shopping into a store, grabbing a box, going to pay. I, I don't really believe in that concept anymore. So it's the idea of having like a web shop and basically a physical hobby area and workshop area, stuff like that. Um, like a studio, maybe somewhere open studio, basically. Yeah. Open studio live stream from there, then have, I don't know, school programs and, uh, uh, uh don't know the actual term, but we got a lot of like social projects here in Holland as well. that got funded, uh, and set something up like that. And I've been talking to the missus more and more in this past few months of actually like starting that up, um, uh, and just continue like streaming uh tiktok is something that i'm slowly trying to as a live stream platform like trying to push out yeah it is very, it is, is very difficult that algorithm is just so hard to make it's just so inconsistent so i'm so good at the start of this year man oh wasn't it wasn't it i had like 250 people in chat at one time and yeah. now i'm having like nights with seven but I'll continue to persist with it. Christmas, I'm looking at the purple place. Okay, I can say Twitch here, can't I? You can. I can actually say Twitch. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can say all the socials. Oh, my God. I've just, like, drilled it into my mind and I can't say it. So, Freedom. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be looking at doing both over Christmas. So, yeah, it's going to be going to be really cool. Really cool. Uh, yeah, and basically uh, growing the... Uh, Twitch community. We've been in talks with um, Mufasa Did Not Die and uh, Mini Maddies, who I met through Twitch, uh, who actually live an hour's drive away from me, to start doing battle reports for the smaller uh, type games from uh, like Kill Team and Warcry, yeah, nice. but also diving into uh, into Infinity. Yeah, I was, uh, I, was li- I was literally going to say Infinity before you said it. I was like, is he going to get into Infinity? Very, very cool models. Very cool models. Cool models. Also, the game is uh, a little bit more complex than uh, the GW stuff, but is supposed to be really, really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also, like, I, I, Warcry is such an underrated system for Warhammer. It's such a good game. So much fun to play. And if you, like, get the rules right you can play a game in like 45 minutes with the same type of action so highly advise people to try that as well not too familiar with kill team but looking to set up like a live stream live stream battle reports uh and setting that up with uh, uh them too and a friend of mine uh and next year uh, probably before the summer do a charity again like we've done now try to get other bigger painters in as well uh have it be Basically, like a standalone type of brand outside not, of me. I'm not big enough. <laughs> uh, you're, you're fucking huge. When you said yes, I was damn. And when Galloway said yes, I was like, damn. Uh, nah, sounds awesome. Uh, it sounds really, really cool. Love it. Yeah. So that, and that uh, charity specifically, that's entries closed for that, I think, on the 14th. 15th. 
Fifteenth? Fifteenth. Yeah, fifteenth. Fifteenth. That's one point. Yeah. One point. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the whole giveaway day is going to be on Twitch. Seventeenth. Seventeenth. Dutch time. Correct? Uh, yeah. So basically, this is now your night time. Oh, I've got no idea what time it is right now. Once you come into the, the podcast room and I can't, <laughs> I can't see what time it is, I lose all all track of It'll time. It'll be like seven o'clock. Close yeah, I'm going ju- to jump off and it's going to be like, yeah, I need to live stream uh, on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, because I'm going to start streaming the 17th uh, 9.30 Dutch, so it's my regular start time. I think it's like half an hour before you start your stream okay. on the regulars. Right, yep. Um, and then do eight hours from there. Which would be, I think, Sunday morning for the all time calculation. There. May you have to set an alarm. May you have to set an alarm. May have to set an alarm. Yes, may have to set an alarm. Rare, I'm sorry, rare purple place appearance. Twitch, Twitch, oh, Twitch. <laughs> Damn, just drill it into my mind, dude. Uh, oh, dude. Jumping to Twitch <laughs> has been so liberating to me, man. I'm not gonna lie about it. I've had I've had TikTok on in the back uh, while I was streaming on Twitch and on stream. You can ju- and on Twitch you can just you can go ham. I mean, we're talking like feed pics and stuff like that, like on the go, just <laughs> stupid topics, yeah, just stupid topics. We don't need people to know that. If, if I start, I don't need. Oh people yeah, to yeah, know. yeah. They can send feed pic. That's. Wild. <laughs> I take that. Sometimes I take that as payment as well. Anyway, we're just going out, <laughs> just just going like completely loose, and then having TikTok on the left of me, just giving me warning after warning after warning, without going absolutely insane on the topics. It's just, uh, it's a warm bath as well. Like Twitch community is amazing. Really, really, genuinely good people. Can highly advise. Maybe do a streaming or something like that. Yeah, I'll yeah, we'll be I'll be dual streaming. I'll be dual streaming for yeah. sure. Watch this space for yep. sure. Yep. But yeah, that pretty much. Uh, yeah, speaking of the time, we, it's probably getting to be about that time. I think that's right. Closing in on two hours, man. Yeah. Oof, I mean, one. we had it. There's a bit of a bit of a slow start. Yeah, it was about but, twenty minutes of me just trying to entertain people. Yeah. <laughs> 20, Twenty minutes of you just floundering around while I struggle with the. Show with the technology side of things, yeah. but oh, massive, massive, massive thank you to uh, Brush Slicker all the way from the Netherlands for making the effort because it's, I don't know about him, but for us, it's not 7 a.m. is not the time that we're ready to podcast. That's for sure. No, not at all. So he's uh, made time in his busy schedule to to jump online with us for a, a couple of hours here, which has been um, yeah. absolutely amazing. So it was, uh, it was an honor, man. Uh, I was genuinely. And yeah. A few weeks back. I was really looking forward to talking to you guys. Yeah, us too. Us too. And hopefully everyone watching's enjoyed it. And you can catch these guys both live streaming. Yeah. Before we jump off though, we forget to do this on every single podcast. It's something we've <laughs> we've tried to work on. If you actually find any of this stuff useful or helpful or entertaining whatsoever, um, and that goes for any of the other socials, brushes socials as well. Give it a thumbs up. Give us a sub because I think we're getting maybe 10% reaction on any of our stuff. So if you find it helpful, just give us a thumbs up or a comment because it does. It helps out more than you could ever imagine. Massive help. And like, yeah, like you said, on any of the content that 
yourself or brush put out definitely small small thank you just put a thumbs up it goes for anything like. if brush put something up and you like the look of it just type that's sick you might be thinking it just type it it's awesome give him a thumbs up it'll just help it'll just help every like yeah. every post 100 percent. so yeah thank you everyone that's tuned in today uh, and hung with us through the the technical difficulties at the start there, <laughs> and and thank you again, to Brush, for joining us. It's been amazing, man. It was a pleasure. Look, thank you so much. Look forward to having you back sometime in the future. Alrighty, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Ciao.